Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 2, titled The Clock. Uh, this is something. (laughs) This is most definitely something. I'll be honest. I completely forgot how good this clock storyline was. Like, I remember the clock being a thing before today, but I completely forgot, like, just how heart-pounding... It is. How gut-wrenching. How genuinely uncomfortable it is to watch. Uh, And how brilliantly done it is. Like, I went into this episode today. I I went into today's viewing of this episode being like, Okay, I guess we gotta do this random clock storyline. Whatever. And then I watched the episode. And then it was over. And I was like, Oh my god. That is a million times better than I remember it being. (laughs) It's so great. This is such a fantastic episode. Like, this whole storyline is amazing to watch. Right from the very beginning. Right from the opening sequence of this episode. Which is so, so good. You see Philip uh, seducing this one woman and getting her to take pictures of this, uh, I think it's Deputy Defense Secretary or whatever's office. Like, it's so cleverly done and so amazing to witness. Like, I I really, really love it. And that's just the opening. That's just the first several minutes of this episode. Then you kind of get this whole thing where Philip and Elizabeth are like, Okay, uh, well, we gotta do the clock, obviously. Uh, think we can, uh, like, just observe, like, six, seven months, and then do the thing, and it'll be all good. Then orders come down from, uh, from the center, and they're like, got three days. (laughs) Like, well, any plans we had for that clock just went out the window, so now it's this scramble... To get this bug in the clock as fast as possible. And so to do so, they kind of end up having to compromise. Having to do stuff in a very messy way. And as a result, we get this plot line where this maid's son is poisoned. And flat out told by Philip, give us the clock, then put it back. Then we'll give your son the antidote, or he's going to die. And her reaction to it, like, oh, it's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Like, she just becomes so unhinged immediately. Like, starts to try and attack Philip from behind. Like, give give him the antidote now, damn it. 
like, and Philip has to, like, pin her against the wall, like, hey, no, not how this works, get the clock. And, oh my god, seeing this woman go through this whole experience, seeing this innocent woman who has nothing to do with this conflict between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, just get caught in the middle of this in such a profound way, like, it's heartbreaking. It's so, so heartbreaking. And you kind of, throughout this whole time, you see her make, like, very tough decisions. Uh, she calls her brother, and he comes over to try and get the antidote from Philip, and that fails miserably. You see Philip have to, like, beat up the uncle and just have this, like, really brutal fight scene. At one point, I'm pretty sure dislocating his shoulder. And then being like, hey, you don't get this. You don't say anything to anyone at any point in your life, or we will come for you. You do not understand the gravity of this situation. And, like, it's such a horrible, like, between a rock and a hard place scenario for the viewer. Because on the one hand, you're rooting for Philip and Elizabeth as your main characters, and are like, what an idiot this woman is. Why would you do that? Just just put, just take the clock and put it back, woman. Be reasonable. But then as a human being, you're like, uh, this woman's son is dying? And there's a dude who has the antidote? She really wants that antidote? Of course she's gonna try to find a workaround. Of course she's gonna try to find a workaround for this crap. Like, ugh, it's such an engaging, very difficult place to be in as a viewer, and it's handled so, so brilliantly. Uh, I love the moment where she just decides not to do anything, just doesn't put the clock back. And decides, nope, I know the devil when I see him. You are the devil. I trust my lord. And they even said earlier in this episode, people who believe in God make terrible decisions. They were foreshadowing this exact event. And then <laughs> Philip just like goes completely over the edge and says, Oh, uh, there's been a misunderstanding between you and your lord. And then just holds a pillow to her son's face. Just starts suffocating him. And uh, it's so hard to watch. It's so difficult to watch. So then, of course, she puts the clock back. And there's, like, now a bug in the deputy defense secretary's office. 
and and I love like this moment where you see almost this relief on Philip's face, like, oh thank God. <laughs> almost like he wanted the entire time to give her son the antidote. Like he genuinely wanted, like, he didn't want any part in threatening her son like this. But he had to because it was the only way to get this bug in the clock. Like, it's... Oh my god. It's so great. This is such an amazing storyline. Uh, we'll get to the little stinger on this later on. But uh, there's a couple other little subplots I want to mention first. Uh, there's a subplot regarding Stan Beeman where he and his partner, whose name I cannot remember for the life of me... Uh, Sitwell from the Marvel movies. <laughs> uh, they're following uh, this woman working at the embassy, Nina. And they see that she's going into this stereo place and getting some stereos on the regular. So Stan and this other dude just like go in and interrogate... Uh, the store guy, uh, they, they interrogate the guy running the store, and they're just, like, utter assholes. Like, oh, we just want some cooperation. Oh, some caviar, huh? Oh, we're gonna take this. <laughs> Come back, like, oh, you know, I can't do anything to you. I can't do anything to you, but he can. He's one of three minorities in our office. They can't fire him. He can do whatever he wants. And so they threaten him with their minority. <laughs> Which is just... It's such a bizarro threat. But honestly, it's kind of smart. <laughs> honestly, it's kind of smart. Like calling the bluff of higher-ups in the agency who know they can't fire him because it would be a crap PR move. So they get information out of this guy. Uh, they find Nina, this embassy woman. Uh, Beeman has this, like, amazing moment of just being like, Okay, here's what I think. Uh, I think you are trading caviar for currency and stereos. You're sending the stereos back to Mother Russia. And you're selling them there. And you're getting more currency. And you're just... You're just getting a whole buttload of money. You're just getting a whole crapload of money... And violating a ton of Soviet laws. So, uh, here's your options. A, I tell your bosses. Or B, you work for me now. Of course she works for Stan now. <laughs> I also love how, now that he has a source in the embassy, he, he gets on the phone and is like, yes sir, yes sir. Oh, it was, it, was, it was great. It was nothing. Okay. Thank you, sir. That was the president. 
Nah, I was the chief of staff. <laughs> like, there's a solid minute where you're just like, Stan's talking to the president? Stan Beeman just got a phone call from the president? Now nah, is the chief of staff. <laughs> I also like the trail this caviar goes on. Where Stan steals it. Stan tries it with Philip. Philip now has a caviar. And she just and he just gives it to Elizabeth. He gives it to Elizabeth and they have this nice little moment uh, with this Russian caviar. That's a nice little cool uh, little flourish on this episode. Nice little satisfying character moment. Uh, I also really, really like this subplot with uh, with Elizabeth and Paige. Uh, Paige sort of we're seeing more signs of her growing up. Uh, Elizabeth notices that she's wearing a bra and tries to get Paige to go to the mall with her. And Paige is like, uh, girls don't really go shopping for bras with their mom. And like Elizabeth's just like trying to connect with her throughout this entire episode while also having this little crisis of like, what if we get caught? What if we get caught? What happens to Paige and Henry? And there's this really beautiful little mother and daughter moment where Elizabeth's like, hey, uh, how about I pierce your ears? So you see Elizabeth piercing her daughter's ears and it's really well done. It's a really good scene. And then we get our ending, where Director and S officials have, like, the tape from the clock bug, and the tape says that the U.S. is planning to build um, a ballistic missile shield around the U.S. and Europe. And they're going to just eliminate the threat of Russian nukes. And you see these two Russian officials kind of looking at each other like, Well, that's bad. Gonna have to deal with that. So, obviously there's a lot of stuff hanging on this episode. Uh, particularly on the Stan and Nina front, uh, they're sort of starting off that whole subplot, starting off that whole storyline, which we will talk about a lot over the course of this series. Uh, there's some stuff going on with that ballistic missile shield, like, there are some things hanging, and we will talk about all of them later on in this ongoing discussion. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode 
of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 3. Talk to you then.